It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, November 10th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is a little emotional about Mike Richards' invitation to the Flyers alumni game. I was surprised. We will get into that, plus a look at our weekend games against the Ducks and Kings, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And we as a show are at Locked On Flyers on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky. You can subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube. We're on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, uh, the Flyers had been sort of teasing an announcement for yesterday uh, related to their Flyers uh, alumni charity game that will be played against the Boston Bruins alumni for Friday, January 26th. And I honestly had no idea what it could be. Um, You know, I guess they were hinting at maybe a a player return that would be a surprise. But I figured it was a player, but I just didn't have an idea of who. Yeah, I I think that maybe the last player I would have guessed is Mike Richards, given that he has been very far out of the Flyers' radar for a a very long time now, uh, pretty much ever since they traded him away on that fateful day, uh, June 23rd, 2011, which struck fear in the hearts of all Flyers fans for June 23rd for several years to come following that day. yeah, I I have really mixed emotions about this. Like, I, I mean, most of them are good, but it does bring back all those memories of the trade that day when they traded mm-hmm. away Mike Richards and Jeff Carter on the same day. Of course, uh, we know that eventually Jeff Carter wound up in L.A. with Mike Richards. They won a Stanley Cup with the Kings. And uh, so that was like a little bittersweet there. But I think we were pretty happy for them but you know the fact that it was for a different team was maybe not so great um there was the whole thing with dry island and them being accused of partying all the time and that that's why they were traded and after sort of that really um wonderful stanley cup run we had with them in 2010 it it was just such a crash and burn kind of ending right it was it was I don't want to say it was totally surprising, but it was a little bit. Uh, Richards was really good. They were, you know, there's no question he was a good player. Uh, he was too young to be captain. I think that was part of it. After a while, he became, like, less vocal with the media. Even though he would come out, we would have a hard time hearing him. Like, he just he wouldn't speak up. You know, he didn't want to say much. And I felt bad. I thought he really gave it his all as a player. He wasn't a big guy, but, man, he... You know, he laid it all out there. He had some tremendous battles with guys like Brandon Dubinsky. Just Flyer Ranger games were fun with Richards. So, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a lot of good there. And the fact that he's a captain is a big deal. Um, 
I think in 10 years they won't do this with Jeff Carter. Just because you mentioned his name, I'm going to say that. I mean, fair enough. Uh, yeah, you have to wonder about that one as well. But, uh, you know, obviously with Jeff Carter is still kind of finishing off his career, I think that and the fact that he wound up with the pens eventually may add an extra layer of a sour taste there. Yeah. But, um, you know, of course, Mike Richards wound up with the Capitals for a little bit after um, his contract. Yeah, very though. yeah, after his contract was terminated with the Kings. Right. Uh, so there's that whole thing as well. But I do think that there is a certain degree of appreciation for Mike Richards uh, amongst, yeah, should be. amongst the Flyers fandom. And I think that while the circumstances were extremely different, I think that it, when you look at you know the, how the relationship with Eric Lindros soured and it took a long time for him to kind of come back into the fold and, you know, time had to pass and wounds needed to be healed. You know, they're different wounds, but I think that to some degree, there's some similarities there in terms of just the overarching process that probably took some time and probably took a, a long, you know, heartfelt process to try and, you know, decide, is this something we want to do and bring Mike Richards back into the fold here? Yeah, I think fans will want to see him. I can see fans buying tickets to see him. So, yeah, it's it's good. Um I don't know if time heals all wounds. You know, we hear that, but I'm not sure that's a that's an accurate statement. But I think in this for this case, I think it did. And I think the timing's good. So I think they got the timing right. Yeah, I think so too, because you know, given that it was a surprise, it just mm -hmm. wasn't something that was on my mental radar, but it's something I'm happy about. And I think as people think about it, and maybe once we experience that alumni game, I think, you know, a lot of the good memories will come back as well. Because um, that tends to happen, right? With As time passes, you tend to remember, you know, especially with athletes, you remember the good more than the right. bad and, and, and the positive memories. So, so does that, that mean that like Michael Layton will be back soon? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. but uh, Why not? What, what, why not? I yeah, understand. actually, it's why not? Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. I, I do think that it's especially... Uh, wonderful that the Flyers alumni are playing the Bruins alumni when Mike Richards was such a big part of that comeback series, yeah. playoff series when the Flyers came back from three hey, games to play down. For them if they wanted them to. Right. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, so I think that there's just some kismet there as well, that it just made for like a really good story to have him back for this particular alumni game. Yeah, I don't think Chara's going to play because he ran another marathon, another another New York <laughs> City marathon. Unbelievable, this guy. He's just in tremendous shape. But, yeah, I think this will be a fun event. Uh, Flyers-Bruins is a good matchup because they really – there's some teams I, – I always look at for the American teams, there are three teams that have great alumni. Rangers, Flyers, Bruins. Those, are to me, are the gold star of alumni yeah. for the American teams. I don't really get to interact with the Canadian ones – as much so but for the american ones i see just tremendous work out of those 
Yeah. Um, I do know that like Luke Robitaille out in LA has, does tremendous work with his charity okay. and has great alumni relationships. I've been to a couple of his okay. charity games out West um, and they're a lot of fun, but Luke's he sort of mixes. I've chatted with him a bunch of times. Yeah. So he mixes sort of uh, NHL alum with Hollywood celebrity alum. Right. People who happen to play hockey in, right. in his charity games and, and they're a lot of fun. But um, I, I do think that this could be sort of the beginning of relationship healing and maybe he'll be involved in more things just in the same way that Eric Lindros has been. It's possible. I'm not going to go so far as to say that's a guarantee. I don't think he's, he doesn't have the same personality as Lindros. Lindros has a more outgoing personality. He also, Mm -hmm. um, I think when he went to the PA and kind of like got to do that for a little while, then he came back and I think, that was good for him. Richard hasn't been gone that long. So I don't know. I, and, and look, to be honest, is he close with Briere and, and Jones? Probably not. Right. So, so I don't know if I'd go so far as to say he'd be back in the organization at some point. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, they did at least Briere played with him uh, a short time. For, for a short time. So there could be something there. Of course, the uh, Bruins uh, modern team, not the alumni team, will be at the Wells Fargo Center the following afternoon for an afternoon game. So it's a weekend of Flyers Bruins action. So I, you know, maybe he'll be in the press box or whatever and get a nice tribute. Yeah, I'm sure they'll put him on screen. And yeah, he, he probably will be in some of the suites and stuff. I, I could see that. I foresee that. Yeah. yeah, so I think it will be a lot of fun, but uh, not the news I was expecting on a random Thursday, no, just, but yeah. but some some good news, and I'm uh, looking forward to dusting off my Mike Richards jersey and putting it on for that day. So it'll, it'll be a good one. Uh, in the meantime, just one other quick bit of Flyers-related news. Uh, in the KHL yesterday, Dynamo Minsk played Sochi yesterday, so we had our two KHL prospects up against each other. Uh, Alexei Kolosov was in net for Minsk, and Matt Vamichkov scored the one goal for Sochi in that game, but Kolosov and Minsk won that game 2-1. to one. So, uh, you know, I think that was the best possible result, really, for Flyers fans. Is yeah, that Kolosov won one. the game. Right, Kolosov oh. wins the game, but but Mitchkov scores. Right. Yeah. Kolosov's one of the better goalies right now in the KHL. So, you know, that, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have two Flyers games uh, for this season to be talking about that are rematches from very recent action with the Kings and Ducks. And we will be talking about that coming up next. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind. That doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From 5000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. 
If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one, but you still need a CPA, a bookkeeper, payroll solutions, and more. Let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of the business. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not the paperwork. Let Collective handle all the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, accounting, and even payroll. The best part, it's at a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Collective knows that if your business of one makes over $80,000 a year, you'll find the most value from their services. So join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 a year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL. That's collective.com slash locked on NHL, all one word, and tell them that locked on NHL sent you. The Flyers play the Ducks tonight at 10 Eastern in Anaheim. Catch every second of the Flyers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search for Flyers, of course. Next week on the show, uh, we'll have a recap of the California road trip. It's a light week game-wise against familiar opponents, but we'll have our nemesis of the week, the mailbag, all of our usual segments. So stay tuned for that. Russ, we have a rematch weekend against the California teams that the Flyers faced pretty recently. So not a lot of time has passed since we've seen these teams. We lost to both of these teams. And so I feel like given especially how they played against the Sharks in the last game, um, there's a lot of you know, potential here for some adjustments and change. And there's been like a little bit of a, a break between the games as well. So a chance to kind of reconfigure and, and think about things. So first up is the Ducks. Um, since we saw them, they won against the Pens, the Yotes, and Vegas, which by the way, much as the Sharks finally won, Vegas finally lost. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything's kind of <laughs> coming back to the mean here. But they just lost to the Pens on Tuesday, the first loss after a six-game win streak. They're in the fourth in the Pacific. They're the kind of last team in that division before you go down in the standings that are above 500. Um, And in the meantime, they got Alex Killorn back from injury. Yeah, I think they're still um, playing pretty good hockey. They're dangerous. I think the Flyers need to play them differently. They need to have more speed in the lineup. I would have Morgan Frost in the lineup. I'm not sure I would roll with that fourth line against them, but they probably will. I think the big thing is you know they're going to give you good goaltending, whether it's Gibson or Dostal. And so you have to do that quality of shots thing that we keep talking about and the team keeps talking about, but we don't hear. So – you know, we're not saying everything has to be a tic-tac-toe play, but what we are saying is there have to be some secondary passes to kind of get the goalies out of position to get some goals, and you kind of have to do that at speed. And we haven't seen enough of that, and I think that's really uh, a part of what they have to do in this game. When we played them last, obviously, we talked a lot about the comeback attempts that happened there because there were two of them 
in that game and that they had to be complete efforts that we thought that they were too aggressive offensively to the detriment of defensive play. And that's why they really couldn't make the comeback that it needs to be more of a complete effort. And I think, you know, what you said speaks to that in a lot of ways because, you know, you talk about the shot selection and, and accuracy that's been kind of plaguing the flyers here. That's part of that, right? Because yes. with this Ducks team, you're not going to get a ton of chances. And so you have to make those chances count. Yeah, you have to make the chances count. Uh, they can match your physical play. They have guys that are dangerous. We know the guys that are dangerous. Zegras, Carlson's probably going to play. I mean, they've got they've got these guys to worry about. Minchukov has been off to a rocket start. He's got as many points as Brink, uh, and he's a defenseman. So this isn't going to be an easy game. Coming off the last game, I'm sure the effort will be better, but they're playing a better team. And so, like, that's where – look, they're in danger of getting swept on this road trip, and maybe they'll win one. Maybe. Right. I think that it's uh, it's tough, especially because we're in a back-to-back situation, right? Yes. And I feel like the Flyers definitely have a lot more confidence in Sam Erson than they do to Cal Peterson. Now, Carter Hart is on the road trip, so, you know, miracles can happen, I guess. And maybe Carter Hart will come back, but you have to sort of assume not as your baseline here. and. You know, I think that the Flyers are going to be really hesitant to play Cal Peterson against the Kings again. And we might see him in this game against the Ducks, which, you know, I it could go either way here. You know, it could be a good game for Cal Peterson to kind of get back to his game. But also the Ducks have all those offensive weapons, you know, that you just talked about. So you do. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the right answer here is for the Flyers. Well, I think what you're saying is what's going to happen. I think we'll see Peterson against the Ducks and then either Urson or Hart against the Kings. Urson has to get his season on track here. There's no question about that. But the Kings are a world leader right now. If you watch yeah. them, not only they roll in four lines, but their mobile defense that we talk about. And it does look like Cam Talbot is back. Like he was decent last year, but he looks really good now. Like this is not just a little stretch for Cam Talbot. Um, he's on a hot streak. And so either way, the Flyers have a problem here. And if they match Anaheim and they could really, you know, play a good game, that's probably their best chance for a win. But then you're asking them, and, you know, again, every team should be able to play back-to-back, -back, no problem. But the Flyers' last back-to-back -back was not good. So we don't know what this right. one's going to look like. But, again, it's going to be up against the team that is rolling. So this is as, as tough a road trip as you'll have right now because that first game was your big winnable game, and then maybe you, you eke out one of the next two. Now you're just hoping to get a win. Right. And, you know, on the Ducks goaltending side of things, John Gibson has played in their last two games. So he won that game against Vegas, but was in that uh, shutout game against the Pens where the Ducks lost. But Dotso played in the game against the Flyers where the Flyers were shut out. So, like, if you're the Ducks, I think that you almost want to give Gibson the start because of you know, that previous game where he lost and there's a number of days in between, he should be okay. But you saw really strong success 
against the Flyers with Dostal. So what do you, what do you do there? Flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> Flip a coin, man. I think that there's, you know, logic there, like I said, for either choice for the Ducks. It really is. So um, I'm going to, like, say that they're going to go with Gibson for this one. But um, I I would not be surprised either way here. But, yeah, I I just. fairly even split there. That's why it's hard to tell, mm -hmm. too. Yep. So I I do think that it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what Ducks team comes out because I'm sure a, they're not happy about their win streak ending and B the fact that they got shut out by the pens who are not playing well overall this season probably did not go over well. So much like we had a motivated sharks team, we have a motivated ducks team here. Yeah. I think there's motivation for both, but you know, the flyers have um, had some time here to do video review and practice and know what they're up against because they've faced you know, both teams and the Ducks, you know, they're going to get them first. So we're going to see how good their video review is. We're going to see how good their the Flyers matchups are because they've had time to prepare for this. Yeah, they have. But uh, there is that second game against the Kings that we talked about that is happening late Saturday for us. And we will talk about them coming up next. So, Russ, we saw the Kings more recently than we saw the Ducks, so much so that the Kings have only played one game since then that we have the results for. Um, they won versus Vegas 4-1. to one. They played the Pittsburgh Penguins last night, but we're obviously recording before we know the outcome of that game. Um, the Flyers and Pens are kind of piggybacking, I guess, each other around California right now. Yeah. But um for that game phoenix copley was expected to be a net for la again i have a goaltending question here so talbot shut out the flyers and he's you know playing really well i think Um, talbot's going against them yeah yeah so there's like a day in between yeah so i i do think we'll get talbot again here i think it's a much easier prediction to make I do too. I do too. It just to me, it seems easier. And he had success. He was comfortable last game. I was in the in the locker room with him. He is not overly confident, and he looks like the Cam Talbot that he used to be. So, yeah, there's no reason not to. Yeah, and you know when we talked about that game against the Kings um, on our show after the Flyers got shut out, you know our big takeaway that time was that unlike previous games where maybe they had lost but the process was there they played really good hockey the underlying numbers were there this game was different that the flyers had a lack of possession they didn't have great shot location they allowed a ton more scoring chances i think that speaks to kind of what we talked about a little bit um in the preview against the ducks right where they um, are just like not quite getting the balance between being aggressive and being strong defensively that, you know, this Tortorella defensive system is not being implemented in the way that it had been because of this switch to being more aggressive. Yeah. I think there's, there's something to that. I mean, they've been able to at times play some of that defense, but again, um, with Ristolainen and not being anywhere on the, on the horizon for him and stall being out still this long time. They don't have a lot of other guys that they could, that they have with them 
that are going to help them. Like the guys they have with them now, they kind of have to tailor it towards them. And if they feel like this is the best way, okay. But my suggestion is don't give Sanheim 27 minutes that first game because you got to play another game back to back. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to really, this is a game you got to give Belpedio like 14 minutes because you're playing the next night. You can't like burn these guys out like that. Right. I think that's going to be a huge factor this weekend with these tough teams that are pretty quick. Like the Flyers are going to have to skate a lot in these games. And I think that managing ice time, especially in that first game against the Ducks, so that they have fresh legs against the Kings is going to be huge. And yeah, you're right. I think if Travis Sanheim plays more than 23 minutes against the Ducks, it's going to be a problem in the Kings yeah. game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that the same way. So, you know, let's see. This is like a, an opportunity to really, you know, you want to show Flyers fans something, win both. It's not going to be easy. Uh, you want to get the Flyers fans to say, we kind of knew what you are, lose both. Like, like that's where we're at right now. Well, I certainly hope they can win at least one of these games because I do think they have, again, they have the ability to do it. We've yeah. seen them play against top teams, like play to their level really well. I think that, um, you know, hopefully they've had some time to settle in California and, you know, this is just like another set of games and it's not too much of the travel cloud hanging over their heads. Um, the games are not very far apart geographically. No, they've been there. They've had chance to settle yeah. in. They really can't use any of those excuses, and they won't. Um, we're just going to see. Like, this is it. They've had time to prepare uh, for both. They've had time to practice for both. So let's see what they got. Dare I mention the power play here? No, because, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, unless we we see a completely different way of doing it um and i'll even say i was on a show yesterday and i'm starting to believe you know what go with five forwards for like the first 30 seconds and see what you could do with that my my thing with the five forwards is um couturier doesn't have the foot speed you want him to now but he could definitely be on that power play but i think atkinson would have to be the point guy because he's got the catch-up speed if the puck right. gets past him so let atkinson do the point you can still have couturier on there you could have kate's on there who's also really good both ways. Maybe it gets yep. him a few points. You could have Frost there. You know, and and I and what I'm suggesting is make it an even split between power play one and two. Like, don't put out power play one for an inordinate amount of time. If you don't like what you see, then go with the five forwards. It's a completely different look. Will they do that? Probably not. Well, I love the five forward power play. That is like something I'm a huge fan of. And, and so I really like that as a suggested option for the flyers here, because I think you're right. I, I don't think that any of the defensemen that the flyers have right now are doing anything, especially strong. Right. Unless the they up Adam, we know he's got a great point shot. Then, yeah. then you've got something, but if they're not doing that. Then I think this is a way to, to, to kind of, and this way it takes York off the power play. I don't think he needs to be on the power play. He's playing enough minutes already. He's not getting a lot of points. Let him focus on the other stuff. Yeah, and maybe Scott Lawton plays that role in power play too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could potentially work. I, I do think uh, they also need to tighten up the penalty kill again a little bit. I think it's gotten you know a little bit loose um, with allowing some goals against recently, and I, I think that they need to kind of refocus on that and not 
just assume that it's locked in. Like, I really think they need to actually like pay attention to it in a way that maybe they don't think so. Yeah. Well, if you have one of the, and I only really wanted a one, but if you have one of the two power plays with five forwards, then it also gives like a guy like Sandheim, if you're going to have him on the second power play, okay, then York can play the penalty kill. Not then Sandheim can play the penalty kill, but then they're not doing everything. Because that right. was always a problem with Provorov. He's playing 22 minutes and he's yeah. on the power play and he's on the penalty kill. It's a lot. And yeah. these guys don't have the same. Listen, say what you want about Ivan Provorov. These two guys don't have the same talent he does. Like even, even there with Columbus, he's got like eight points in 12 games and he's playing the top pair. Sandheim could turn into a top pairing guy. I don't think York, York is going to. Yeah, could be. Could be. But, uh, yeah, and I do think having a five-forward power play would allow Bobby Brink to get some additional chances yeah. as well. I think that would work. That would be well. good, too. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I think, yeah, I think you're on to something there, Russ. Uh, it's so. not a matter of I'm on to it. The team has to actually buy in. Yeah, that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for today's show. We will be back Monday with our nemesis of the week and a recap of these two games. Of course, we know that the Flyers play the Anaheim Ducks tonight at 10 Eastern. Uh, catch every second of the Yay. hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search for Flyers. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send in your mailbag questions via Twitter at LockdownFlyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.